Welcome to the NBA Roadshow, episode number 218. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We are in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. Still not on the road yet. The MMA Roadshow has been in Vegas for seven straight weeks. Somebody, somebody done put the boot on the car. The car <laughs> is stuck in the driveway. And and uh, I was wondering how you are going to lead it off with. It is still beautiful. Vegas is always beautiful. But it's not our typical sunny day. It's yet. not. We got. Well, it's weird. It's raining, but you can still see blue sky yeah. and bright sunshine and clouds. But there's rain coming down as well, which I think it only rains like what eight days a year here, or something like times. that. Yeah, and it was it was really sunny uh, when it started the day, which is surprising. And the sun will come up. It's kind of like uh, like if you've ever been like Florida. A lot of times you get the little flash rains, oh, yeah. and then the sun's out later. That's what on. we got so right that's, now. That's what that's what we'll have. It's but still right beautiful. Now, the Casa de Cold Coffee is still beautiful. The 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 luscious landscaping on the grounds outside are are soaking in the the the, yes. the fragrant rains. Let the palm trees take in all the rain. <laughs> yes. Well, it is a very atypical day. Yeah, you know it's funny, man. We first of all, like I said, seven straight weeks in Las Vegas, which is weird. That's kind of I think it's probably a record for me since since we started working for Junkie. But we're gonna change that next week. You and I are gonna be both in Chicago, so we'll get that done. But it is Shy funny, town. man. You uh. We were kind of talking about it last week with Oscar Willis because he's really man. He's into that grind now too, man. He's he's traveling maybe more than anybody in the game right now, man. For for the Mac life because he's doing boxing too. But you get into these spells, man. When you're on the road, as much as we love being on the road, man. As much as I know that you, you and I both enjoy covering fight weeks and stuff, like you get to a point where you're just ready to be home. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But then when you're home. You get to a point where you're just ready to be on the road, ready man. Ready to be gone. That's it. That's <laughs> that's where I stand right now. I'm excited to get fight week going next week. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to it. Chicago's a great town. And a lot of times uh, the unfortunate, if you're ever unlucky enough to catch a UFC there in, say, like November oh. or January, mm-hmm. sh- Chicago winters are brutal. Um, so I'm looking forward to being uh, nice there. Yeah, it's a Fingers good crossed. Fingers I know crossed. you've been in there before it's with some of those winter shows where, like, your gear – Freezing. It's so cold, your gear wouldn't work. I mean, yeah, that's the mechanisms of the cameras, as you're trying to, like, focus, and you could just feel it fighting, like, the focus ring and everything just tightening up. Then you're just like, oh, shit, I just I didn't want to go in at that point. And you're like, please don't break my gear. And then, you know, you're you're wearing gloves, so you're trying to fumble with the mechanics, and that's not working. So then you take your glove off, and then your hand's freezing because it's negative whatever degree air wind chill up there. Nah. But, uh Yeah. <laughs> Pass on that. We're going there during the summer, thank God. All right, one other atypical thing as we set the scene here. Normally, as we sit here at the beautiful Casa de Cold Coffee, yeah. we're, we're having a couple of frosty beverages, especially if, if Latchkey has sent their monthly shipment to us, then we get into it pretty hard. But today, <laughs> I've got to go I gotta go work after this. i got to go uh, do a little commentary work, Final yes. Fight Championship over at the Rio. I'll be with Frank Mir. So, uh, in the Fight Dome? At the Fight Dome over at the Rio. So I am just drinking a – very uh, large cup of uh, Coke Zero that it I got from, from Chick-fil-A. I had a little chicken sandwich on First the way First I thought here. it was a big gulp. Yeah, so it's, if, it's, if any of the viewers or listeners know what a big gulp is, that's about how big his, his drink is. It is very large, it but is large. that's not really the story here. The story <laughs> is that over here, you have got water, which is great. Nice. Yes, now, you didn't, you didn't want to be drinking alone since I'm not drinking. You, you're like, hey. But, yeah. but my man is drinking water out of... A, a pickle jar, a glass pickle jar with the label still on it. It hasn't even taken to washing the label off of this 32-ounce 
pickle jar. Well, you know, sometimes you take the label off, it gets all sticky under there, so I just kind of left it. <laughs> I have actually washed the glass. I just haven't <laughs> taken the, the step to uh I just to I peel mean, it. I just don't know if it gets more white trash than that. Yeah, you know. That is I embrace I, my white trash. You are letting your inner white trash <laughs> come out right there. Just pickle jar with the label still on. Man. By the way, I'll mm. I'll give you a quick a quick That's life hack uh that my wife taught me. Uh because I was trying to get the sticker off something. Yeah. Uh, take a blow dryer and take the blow dryer next to it, and uh-huh. it heats up. And as it warms oh, up, so it heats the glue up. It heats the glue up, and it peels around. <laughs> My wife told me that, and I was like, "Come on, how good could it work? You know what? Worked like a champ. Did it really? Dude. Yeah, I, solid life hack there. So if you're trying to get stickers, got one. Yeah. If you're trying to get pickled uh, stickers off of your jars <laughs> so that they can be just a normal glass. Yeah. I mean, this. Hey, you can't beat it. It's a nice 32 ounce glass, so I know exactly how many ounces I'm getting. <laughs> Solid, solid. <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, I haven't been on the road for the show, but I did get to go on the road uh, last week, actually. CFFC 75, Granger versus Azevedo was out there uh, in Coachella, California, so I got to go do that. So hopefully everybody got to watch that on UFC Fight Pass. I did. I went back and watched it after. the. I tried doing it immediately after, and it was still archiving, but it yeah. was good. I liked it. I thought there were some good fights. I mean, CM, he warmed up a little bit. I think at first, you know, he was kind of settling into it. I think bro- both of you were kind of settling into it that sure. when it started and then just feeling off each other. But by the end, I thought I thought, it, I thought the, the, the camaraderie between the two of you, I thought the flow was nice, yeah. you know, and Jessica worked out well by the end. Oh, Same with her. It. You know, she was – wasn't the same at first. You know, I think it's different. I think every fighter probably sucks for them to get asked all the same interviews. But then when they they swap the roles, they regurgitate the same <laughs> shit at first. And then she started getting into it as well. And by the end, I thought she did a, a pretty good job as well. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I thought it was, that was good. I thought they put on some good fights. And uh, for the most part, I thought it ran pretty smooth. And, yeah, we uh, had a couple of production hiccups yeah. here and there that, you know, we got to work out. It was all of us. All of us were working together for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, as you said, me and CM Punk, obviously we had never called fights together before. You know, we had done interviews and stuff. But, yeah. didn't. you know, it takes a little while to fill that out. And, and then, uh, you know, I'd never worked with that producer before. So, I didn't know exactly the way uh, her name was Christine, like exactly the way she wanted to, to call things and, you know, the, some of the terminology that she was used to and the timing that she was expecting. So, yeah. uh, it took a little bit. But, yeah, I felt by the end of it we uh, we were clicking. And, uh, man, Miranda Granger, she is, she is going to be in the UFC, I think. I, I don't know. Oh, you yeah. Know, that was pretty pretty spectacular. Amazing fight. finish. 41 seconds to Andy Guillotine Choke. Uh, she's, she got an invitation to the Contender Series, which is cool. It's kind of the next step. Um, now, whether she'll get in the UFC off of that or not, you never know. I mean, it depends on how things go that night, right? But I mean, she's got the look. And, I mean, if she's got if she has a good performance like that, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I think they need to pull more women out of that Contender Series. True. There just hasn't been a lot of participants. Yeah, there haven't been a ton. I mean, uh, Shevchenko was, you know, obviously came out of there. Um I think that's really the only other female fight that I really can recall. Yeah, there were a couple on the Brazil you know? version. Well, but, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see the Brazil yeah, one. But on as Brazil for uh, well, I think the English right. ones, I think that was the only fight I can remember. And they pulled a woman out of it, so they need to, they need to actually use that a little yeah. bit more. So it's interesting. Um, I, I was I was talking to some people uh, in her camp and some people. It's just other people in general. It is because everybody loves the contender series, right? I mean, obviously yeah. we love the show. But as a prospect, it's kind of an interesting decision, right? Like, if you feel like you're a surefire, like, if you feel like you're blue-chip prospect, yep. like, you're definitely going to make it to the UFC, is that necessarily the best place to go? Because the thing is, there is no guarantee. It's not like just win and get in, right? I mean, you got to win and impress, and, you know, it's probably got to be a quick finish. I mean, Dana doesn't typically go for, a, you know, if it's a grinding affair or whatever, that you're probably not going to get selected. 
So, you know, you could go and you know they're going to match you up with a killer. Like, right? I mean, right. that other person's going to be a killer, man. Everybody they bring on there is killer. So, right. it's kind of an interesting decision if you're again, now if if you're not sure, if you don't know if you're on their radar, if you don't feel like, you know, if you, if you don't have this perfect undefeated record, you know, then yeah, it, it's probably your best bet. But if you feel like you're a shoe in, like there's no way you don't make it to the USC at some point, it's kind of a risky maneuver rather than just kind of hang out, maybe take some take some lower fights. Yeah, I, I, I definitely could see that. But also, uh, depending on what you're getting paid and maybe whatever organization, you, you're getting guaranteed money, which more than likely might be better than what you are That's getting. True. But also, too, when you you think of it, uh, most of these fighters are, are such unique individuals. They always want to be tested against the best. They want to see where they're at. And, and I think if most of them have any aspirations and let alone uh, just – realization, you know, in their head of what they really want to fight against, this is your best chance to actually put yourself against people on that level that literally you could take this fight, you win it, and you could have a contract. Yeah. You don't have to go through whatever it is, eight weeks, 12 weeks on a, on a big brother house or the tough house, you know. Uh, so I think for a lot of them, I, th- I think it's a wonderful opportunity. I don't really see too much of a downside, at least in the terms of somebody's like, well, hey, uh, I might go in there. I might lose. I'm going to get a record. Maybe I could go another three fights, another one. They are fighting with guaranteed presence of the UFC president and the matchmakers watching them. That's a hard opportunity just right there. You could have three. Say if you're, if you're in, say if you're doing, say, Cage Fury or LFA or something, you don't have that guarantee right. that they're going to be there. You hope that you put on a couple good performances and they maybe stumble upon your footage, right? Or they have you have a good manager to push. And there's it. something different this about guarantee. There's something different about watching a fight in person and it registering in your memory versus like watching tape. Right. So you're right about that. Right. You're I mean, right about that. No, you're you're, that's you're a, dead that's right. Great, that's a that's a great. I mean, like I think you know we we talked about uh, acting earlier. You know, mm-hmm. like say if you want to do something, you want to have those agents in the in the building. You have a guaranteed shot to have six very important eyeballs watching your your fight, and that's Mick, Sean, and Dana. It's true. All watching There's your a fight, and then deal. guarantee that they're going to either remember your name or they're going to forget you right yeah. after it. <laughs> and even then, and I say that jokingly because even if it's not a great fight, they're still seeing you, and yep. you will be on their uh, radar officially. So, I think if anybody has an opportunity way. to do this, I say. You got to do it. Well, and you're 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 absolutely dead. And when you explain it that way, you're absolutely dead right. And you, you hit the nail on the head earlier too, I think, which is you know these these fighters, man, they're cut from a little bit different cloth. You know, I think yeah. me and you are, are we're like, hey man, what? Not to say how the easiest, easy can yeah, how, that's can what I, say, not how the, can I skate by? <laughs> I don't want to say like the easiest way, but yeah. it's like yeah, what's what's the path of yeah. least resistance? Who's for still me fighting to get an injury <laughs> that wants to take a fight? <laughs> So true. Well, listen, I think Miranda Granger is going to be there. And, uh, yeah, man, no, I, pre- I had a good time with CM Punk. And I'm, I'm not going to do their next show uh, because I'm already lined to be up at Bellator. CFFC uh, 76 uh, is going to be uh, June 14th, which is the same night as Bellator in New York. So I'll be tied up then. But um, they did uh, offer me the one after that, which will be in August. So I think. Who's going to fill in in the meantime? Uh, they've got. They're going to have like a rotation because they had some crew oh, okay. that they were already working with. So they're kind of they're kind of working me into the rotation, you know, gotcha. they, to have some options available. They're trying to ramp up their schedule, and I think uh, the old team that they had. Well, CM Punk's going to do like all of them. He's he's on every call, uh, but their other play by play guy. I, I don't think he has the uh, the you know the ability to get away and stuff because he's got a full time. I think a radio gig as well. So he can't oh, just, he? he can't take off all the time to go do these shows. So. 
So you're like anyway. you're like the UFC's Brendan Fitzgerald. That's right. Just kind of fill in. They just kind of <laughs> tap on me and like, hey, can you tap in I'm, for this show? I'm last. Yeah, I'm the last one on the on the rung for <laughs> sure, man. But no, it was good, man. We had a good time, and, and uh, man, it, it's funny because you know CM Punk. Um, we've always said I like the guy, man. Personality wise, man, he's yeah. always been very pleasant to be around, very professional. But you know, I don't follow the world of wrestling, and uh, man, being around him and out in public. You, man, I really realized like how well known that guy is. I mean, right. you know, just man, walking up in public, you know, people, but you know, rushing for pictures and all that stuff. I mean, he's a damn star, and I, I kind of, I don't want to say forgotten about. It. I just never really knew, you know what I mean? But just being around him at, at dinner and stuff like that, you know, people rushing up to take a pictures, and he was like. 2.4 million followers on Instagram or, wow. or on uh, Twitter, I think, or something. Yeah, so it's funny when you get him, when you see him go up there and just sort of address the crowd like he's like he used to do. You know, he's very casual, he's very laid back. Yep. I, I think it was what in one of his first interviews where he just kind of like was like, "Whoa, you know, this is my first interview up here." <laughs> or something like, like we get it, but you're not really probably supposed to say that, you yep. know. But it was kind of it was it was fun. It was neat seeing him, and even at the the weigh-ins, his interaction stuff. So yep. I think it, it'd be good to to see him. I think he'll get better at what he does. Yep. But I was I thought I was actually pretty impressed. You could tell the work that he's done on training himself. I thought when he was uh, actually giving feedback during the fights, you know. That he seemed pretty well informed, you know. Yeah. I was pretty impressed that he had he had been doing his work. I would agree you know, too. His, so. his his MMA knowledge, his fight knowledge, yeah. it's up there. You know, he may not have been able to execute it at the highest level like he wanted to. You know right. what I mean? But uh, and he even took a good stride when he kind of you know made some jokes about his UFC career a little yeah. bit along the way, man. He, yeah, that was good natured stuff. You know, he had fun with it, so it was cool. I had a good time, man. I really enjoyed the opportunity, and uh, and I'll be back on the call for them in in August. I will say it was pretty funny. Their their ring announcer. Uh, his name is Dr. David Sarnoff, and uh, okay. yeah, he yeah. was—he's <laughs> a character, all right. Yeah, he's a character. He is a character both in and out of the cage, but he's also a uh, uh, what do you call it when you work on the back? Uh, chiropractor. Oh, he's a chiropractor, chiropractor, right? I believe that's what his his his, his profession is because he was giving some neck adjustments to people, but. <laughs> I will say this. It was I funny. hope he's a chiropractor, not just a guy who's like, I, I'm good at this. I, well, I do this on the side. So this was crazy, right? <laughs> After it was over, we were all we were all having a dinner, uh, and you know the whole the whole team, the execs, and all of us, and uh, Jessica Penne was talking about this kind of lingering injury that she's been dealing with, and and I got I, I I think she's been pretty open about it, but I don't want to reveal because you know fighters can can be a little sensitive sure. about that, but she's been dealing with a lingering in- injury that's kind of caused her some some issues and why she's having trouble uh, getting cleared to book a fight again, and he was like. Come here. Let me take a look at that. And it wasn't her back, and it wasn't her neck, you know. So it was it was something else. And and he went to go and and worked on it. And I'm like, what what the hell is going on right here? Like, is this really happening? Like, she has access to the PI, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's good. And he was like, nah. He's like, they don't know. I got you. I got you. And so he starts doing a little massaging, a little pulling, a little pushing, a little this that. Next thing you know, Jessica Penne's like, it feels way better. And wow. I was like, I was like, come on now, right? Like after he walked off, you know, I was like, you're just being nice. He's like, no, whatever he did. She's like, I've been doing rehab and physical therapy and all that. She's like, whatever he just did. No shit. It's, he, she's like, I, I have more more comfort in that area right, than I've had in months. Wow. So shout out to uh, wow. ring announcer slash miracle worker. Dr. David Sarna. Miracle hands. That's good <laughs> shit. Yeah, it was well, cool. I'm sure he'll be getting a call here soon. <laughs> She's like, hey. 
Can we do this again? I, I was so, it was so funny because I was like, what if he screws something up? Like, this, right? this chick is so especially. I have a buddy that does like the whole active release therapy and all this other stuff, and I love him to death. But I remember there's a couple times, say, if we've been having drinks or whatever, and I've seen people like, oh, can you do this? I'm like, bro, you've had drinks. And he goes into it, <laughs> and I'll see him do like a neck crank, and I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, that is scary, man. <laughs> you look like you could scary. kill somebody. He yeah. did a, I'm he, like, yeah. He did a couple of those to some of the, some of the, the, the team that have been working there all week. You know, he's yeah. like, oh, let me help you out. You know, it's crazy watching it done. Just grabs the head and the chin, and like, Pow! yeah. You're oh. like, uh, oh. I read somewhere uh, some guy had uh, cracked his own neck, gave himself a stroke. What? Yeah, dude. Like, I crack my neck sometimes all the time. I don't do it like crazy, and I'm thinking right. like, did this guy just do like all this too? Like, who hasn't been driving in your car and just kind of like tilt your head and you know sure. until you get that little pop? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, was he doing that or did he do like the whole grabbing himself <laughs> and then do it? Because I'm like. I'll be driving, and I'm like, oh, let me crank. Oh, that feels better. I'm like, I don't want to do it and, like, stroke, stroke out. out driving the car. <laughs> I'm, like, totally, like, ruined cracking my own neck by oh, doing that. But man. I'm thinking I probably didn't do it like this guy does it. But, yeah, I saw that in the news. It's pretty Crazy pretty shit you read in the news. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of the news, uh, how about the – I think the biggest news right now has got to be this Yoel Romero $27 million lawsuit <laughs> win, right? I mean, all the stuff we talk about in MMA, I, I, uh, I got to be honest – I'm not feeling particularly great about his chances of getting this. For anybody that hasn't seen it, of course, Yoel Romero uh, tested positive, and it turned out it was a tainted supplement. He actually went to the trouble of going and, and suing the company. And it turns out, yes, he got an award. Uh, basically, it ended up being like $9 million, and then you, you, for the punitive damages, you get it in trouble. So you, you, you multiply that times three. Anyway, the award is $27 million, which, again, I'm a, you, know, you have a judgment. A judgment doesn't necessarily mean – you know, they just they write out the check to you right there. You know, there's going to no. be uh, some some loops, uh, some hoops to jump through, and some hurdles to to get to collecting the money. So, I don't feel particularly great about it. But I will say this: for Yoel Romero to go through this, man, to me that sets the standard now for when people say that when people come at you with this, oh, tainted supplement, tainted supplement, tainted supplement, and then that's all they ever do. They just they just you know take it and, and go. To me. This is the answer. You want to clear your name. You want us to believe that what you're saying is true. Joel Romero just showed that it's possible. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And I just noticed a spelling error that Mike Bond had on our website. Oh, he put so gold stare performance products because mm -hmm. I just tried looking up the name. Because when I thought about that, I was like, why wouldn't a company, if it's a national company or something along those lines, show up to defend themselves? I started wondering, you know, you know, me, I'm the Mr. Conspiracy Theory, you know, right. started thinking like, what if it was a shell company that, you know, wasn't even a company, just knew that I'm, I'm going to sue this fictional company that it's their product because I know nobody's going to show up because nobody actually exists. But this company is a real company, but it just blows my mind that nobody would show up. Bizarre, um, right? Which is just that's what it, which That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, that shows that they're just... There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's, <laughs> there's nothing to defend, there's right? It's just like there. that's what I'm saying. It, it, you know, you got the you, you got the uh, the judgment like awarded <laughs> to you, but like if they didn't even <laughs> want to contest it, guy in the closet somewhere slapping labels on some random shit that he got from some random country somewhere. But uh, yeah, so we'll make a note to ourselves to fix a spelling error in an article. I just did that while we were recording. That's how, <laughs> that's how good we are. Good man. The typo does not exist anymore. Ha um, for those of you that were going to go try to find that on our page. It is fixed. Baha. But, yeah, though that's crazy. But you're right. I mean, it'd be awesome if he if he can even get a fraction of this. But you're right. If, if this is a company that 
can't even send anybody to, you know, try to defend itself. There's probably nothing there. But in, in the terms of him being happy to say, I was right, uh, this company was wrong, I didn't do anything intentionally, um, that's great for him. Well, and it just know? to me, like I said, it sets the bar moving forward. If you're a fighter yep. and you honestly believe that you've been done wrong, then let's see the lawsuit. You know what I mean? Let's see yep. the lawsuit. And, and, let, and let's know that, hey – Yes, you were telling the truth here, man. Like you, you really can't believe what's going on here. So I don't know. I just I, it'd be I, nice if there was something like maybe a, a, a fighter union that had representation <laughs> that they could actually, you know, go file these things for them. You know, instead of a fighter having to work, go into his own pocket to hire a lawyer and a team to do this. You know, it'd be nice if there was maybe a collective group. I if anybody's ever considered that, you know, it might be in their benefit. <laughs> it might be in their benefit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I won't stay excited on that one. I yeah, but uh, no, good for him though. I mean, uh, good, good shit, man. It's funny how all of a sudden all the "I love you" memes and stuff started coming out because I completely forgot about it. until it's like a UL fight week. Oh yeah, I forget all about that, and then once the news came out, I was like, okay, I knew we were gonna get a lot of. The Jews <laughs> coming That's out. Good. So, what do you think about uh, Uriah Faber's comeback? I mean, I don't think it was really shocking, right? I it mean, was we not all, shocking. We all knew it was going to happen. I think. I mean, I think he had pretty much, even when he retired, I can't even remember. I don't remember if it was on record or off record, but I know behind the scenes, he basically always used to say, like, I'm just taking some time off and maybe I'll come back for one. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and he like, always made it seem like with the right fight and the right money that he right. would be back. You know, so I, I never thought that. Uh, it was going to be the end-all, be-all. In fact, it was just kind of like, all right, do I have to do this to get into the Hall of Fame? Let me just say I'm retiring. Let me just say whatever. Um, but, no, I, I kind of always felt like he would come back. And, and you know, and I, that's why I believe, you know, it's hard for me to think that uh, Hashad will stay away. Mm. I think there might be something with him maybe down the line. I mean, he's doing really well. He is doing the, the, the commentating, so I think he could be probably happy in uh, – just doing that, but Faber, I mean, he's been competing in jiu-jitsu. He's been staying active. Um, I would think that those competitive juices have 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 been bubbling under for oh yeah under the surface for a while. And I think it was just a matter of getting something, uh, maybe hitting the right dollar value, or maybe just saying, hey, let me let me just get a nice little fat paycheck here real I'm quick. I'm sure the but, money's good. I'm sure being able to fight in Sacramento meant a lot to him. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I that's think the that hometown fight. One. That's got to be big. And I was a little bit surprised with the matchup, though. I mean. Ricky Simone is, is is a talented young guy. I don't. And the weird thing is, it's not that I necessarily have a name in mind where I'm like, well, this would be a much better fight. I mean, I know he always teased the idea of coming fighting T.J. Dillashaw. Now that is taken off the table, of course, so that's not there anymore. I know he always thought that that would be a fight that made a lot of sense. You know, the the the, the former uh, pupil and the teacher. You know what I mean? Like that that would have some uh, some interesting backstory behind it, so to speak. But um, I I don't know. I, I don't hate the matchup. I was just a little bit surprised. And I did see a lot of people say, I can't believe he's not main event. There's no way he wanted to come back for a five-round fight. I'm sure he wanted to come back for three rounds and not have to deal with uh, doing a five-round fight, to be honest with you. So uh, that didn't surprise me at all. But I, I don't know. The matchup was a, a little bit, I don't know, a little bit weird to me, I guess. I, I don't know what I thought it should have been, but it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting, I think when they think of uh... – these guys that have stepped away, that it's going to be these big uh, hero versus hero fights or, you know, a reason to come back, you know, like yeah. like this person drew me back in. There was the, the shot at the title and I couldn't stay away, you know. Um, this was not that case. And it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're coming in and 
you're getting thrown right back in the mix, you know, uh, against a very talented um, fighter that's very, very dangerous. That uh, I'm not, I, I'd have to look up the age difference, but I mean, he's, he's giving up a decent bit of years as well. So, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's weird. It's not like, I mean, it's definitely the young guy versus the older guy, you yeah. know, to a degree, but, and it's also not like, uh, like, you know, Manny Bermudez was asking for that fight. I actually thought that made sense. Like, I'm going to take out the undefeated young kid, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, if you take out Ricky Simone, I'm not – I mean, not that Manny Bermudez is any more well-known than Ricky Simone. That's definitely not the case. I mean, right. I think the casual fan – I mean, both those names are pretty hardcore-only names, right, at this point in their career. And that's no disrespect to them. I'm just saying the average fan probably doesn't know who either Manny Bermudez or Ricky Simone is. But at least with Manny Bermudez, he's got that undefeated record where you got – you know, you can be the first guy to beat someone. Like, maybe that would mean a little bit more something. I don't know. Maybe that's not it either. But I did – that fight kind of appealed to me, so – do we know if he was presented with options? I don't. I don't know. I tried so that's to, one of those I, yeah. things. Like, I mean, maybe something like that did come up, and this was the name that Uriah's like. No, this is more. This is a better matchup for me. I want to go against the the guy that's going to want to strike instead of the guy that's going to maybe want to, you know, go to the ground or, or something. But I don't know. It's um should be interesting, but I, I think that this is probably uh, this is definitely a, a winnable fight for Uriah, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know if I would pick him in it. Mm, I know. As we get closer, that's going to be tough, man. To pick against Favor in Sacramento. Oh, man. What do you think about the main event? Uh, Aspen Ladd versus Jermaine Darandami. Uh, I I, I got to be honest and say I, I, I like the fight. I like the idea that Aspen's getting the main event. I like the idea that she's getting the push, that she's getting the opportunity. It, it was a fight that kind of came out of, of nowhere for me as well. Maybe it's just because uh, Jermaine has been you know kind of out for so long. But that's, uh, Yeah, that's – that's that's a big question mark. I mean, like I feel like Jermaine who like let's see when the last fight was. I guess not as long as it feels. I mean, November of 2018. Before that was a year and two months before yep. that particular fight. She got the decision win uh, over Raquel. I mean, that's tough. I mean, I picked Sarge to beat Aspen because I thought Sarge was going to be the tough, grinding fighter that was going to uh, overpower her with strikes mm-hmm. and do that sort of thing. And uh, Jermaine, in my opinion, hits harder Definitely. than Sarge. No question about it. And uh, Sarge did some work, but Aspen was able to grind it out. Um, I thought Aspen looked pretty flat in that fight. I will admit, even though she, and she, she grinded she it out. Of, and she even admitted that yeah. she, she was she fought a little flat. But she I had think to get through some. Your some, point is right that if she fights that same kind of fight, she's not going to be able to take those punches. She's not going to. It's not going to. Yeah, Jermaine just boy, she's on a different level. But I mean. The fact of her not being active, I just don't know where where she's at, where her head's at. I mean, like, um, she's had an interesting path oh. for her as well. I mean, that's uh, well. That's what I, I I saw a lot of people hating on this main event. All right, now here's the deal. I mean, for Sacramento, of course, the the natural idea would have been like, can we get Uriah back? I don't think Uriah wanted to come back for five rounds. To be honest with you, I think he wanted right. to come back for three. That's just a guess. I don't know that, but I think he only wanted to come back for three. We know because Ali Abdelaziz said it on MMA Junkie Radio. They tried to get Cody Garbrandt to main event the show, which would have been another natural fit there. And uh, Cody and, and Ali recommended uh, against it for Cody, which I kind of agree. Take some more time. Don't rush back. You know what I mean? Like, get things right with your with your head. Get things right with your body. Get things right with your life. All those things. Um, <laughs> Legit so, with your head. Make sure your head's good. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> so, you know, I think the top two options that would have made the most sense – 
you know, weren't available. Now, meanwhile, Aspen, I mean, she's from that area. She, I think she grew up about like 30 minutes from Sacramento or so. Um, so she's from the area. She deserves the opportunity. But, but again, I saw a lot of people hating on, on, the, on the matchup as soon as we reported it. Um, but I think some of that just might be because I think people legitimately just don't like Jermaine because of, you know, her, her, her history with the championship and walking away and not wanting to fight Cyborg. Yeah. I think people – at least that's what I think it is. I think it definitely could be that. I think also too, um, as as much as we maybe hate to say it on some things, I think there's still a lot of people that don't like female main events. I think they don't sure. they don't feel that they're getting their their money's worth. If that's a, a shitty way of putting it, um, and that's that's just unfortunate. I mean, I think if if you don't realize that the women put just as much effort and put on just as you know, fun fights most of the time. I mean, I, I'll be with you. I mean, there's a lot of times that fights, you're not getting the the knockout fights that you normally get, but you'll get a good technical battle that gets to a decision. I think some people just, like, don't like fights that go to True. a decision. I mean, True. if you could watch a, a a fight that you know is going to be guaranteed to, or maybe have a better chance to end in a knockout or, say, a submission, I think people want to see that. And a lot of times with a lot of the, the women's fights, they're very grueling affairs where eventually the more technical fighter or the one that has more heart and right. that has a little bit more energy pulls out the decision victory. But some people just don't like that. And um, I think sometimes there's a stigma that maybe that's what you're going to get when you have a women's fight, that you're not going to get that finish that you want. Um, but a lot of times we're seeing the women get the, f- the finishes just as often as the guys do. So, um, I don't know. I'd hate to think that that's what it is. I just don't know if it's, if, if it was maybe hate so much just because of what Jermaine's done in the past and kind of the flakiness. Um, but you never know. I mean, but Aspen, I mean, that's a good sign that the UFC is putting a, a massive push behind her that's it. That's and a victory and a victory over, over Jermaine would be a huge feather in her cap and um you know it'd be hard to not put her as probably you know if not the number one contender <clears throat> in the top in the to top it. three pretty damn in close the top to three it. by by easy but um i don't know i'm excited about it uh, i do i like it too um, I, think I think it's a good i think it should be a good fight i mean these are two good fighters that put a lot on the line so um it's interesting it's kind of neat feeling what feel like we've seen aspen just kind of come up and really just rise through the ranks very, very quickly. And to think that, wow, now she's main eventing the fight, you know, and, ne- and to think that the next possible step is that she is fighting a contender fight or literally fighting for the title in probably the next couple fights. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool to watch the rise. All right, let's talk about the fights that are on the horizon this week. Unfortunately, uh, well, we will have – it's it's well, let's start. It's USC on ESPN Plus 11. Uh, Gustafsson versus Smith is in Stockholm. We will have – MMA junkie pair, he will be there. He's shooting photographs, but um, he 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 kind of started a, a job, a, a newest job, relatively not that long ago, and he, he doesn't have a lot of vacation time built up. Basically, couldn't take off all week and cover it for us. Um, so we don't have a ton of coverage from there. He did go by media day and shoot a couple things. Um, so we got a couple little pics, a couple of videos here and there, and we will have. Is he shooting fight night? He's going to shoot fight night. Yeah, <laughs> we, we won't have any, we won't have our typical uh, weigh in stream. Unfortunately, we won't have that. Um, so. We're, we're, we're a little light on coverage is what I'm saying this week, and I apologize for that, but that's just the reality of where we are these days. Uh, but uh, Alexander Gustin versus Anthony Smith in the main event. I will say this. When they first announced this fight, I didn't understand it at all. I really didn't understand it at all. Neither guy 
is I don't I don't know what it means. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what the stakes of this fight are. I mean, neither guy is going to be fighting uh, for for a title again anytime soon. So it's definitely not a number one contender fight. Um, so I don't know really what the winner does. The loser definitely takes another step back. But the winner, I don't know that there's necessarily a lot there. So it confused me at first. But then when I started to think about it that way, I realized I kind of do like the booking for that way. Because you know what? We know neither one of these guys are going to be fighting for the title anytime soon, right? But let's not have them potentially ruin somebody else. Let's not have them potentially beat you know, a, a Dominic Reyes, for instance, or, you know, mm-hmm. a, an Alexander Rakic, for instance, or somebody that's on the way up, you know what I mean? Because these are both very capable, very dangerous guys, and so I feel like, you know what, if you pair them up, at least you know you're not screwing somebody else up <laughs> along the way. So, I, I don't know, at first I, I was I, I was kind of scratching my head, but now I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with the fight. Yeah, when you put it that way, that's actually a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good way of thinking about it, because, yeah, I mean, you know, Anthony just had a shot, so most times when a guy loses – they usually have to work good two, three, or more victories before they get back up there. Alex has had a couple shots mm-hmm. now against Jones, and nobody, I think, is really jumping, you know, to get that one, um, especially since the, the, the last bout wasn't as competitive as the first one. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess when you put it that way where, you know, you kind of want to let the, the rest of the pool sort of, you know, filter out and kind of work its way up um, – but it's interesting, yeah, because, I mean, the winner of this, where do you go? I mean, it, you know, does that fight the, you know, the loser of the Jones? But then that's like, that means they are still the number one contender <laughs> fighting. I know. It. You're like, uh. I know. I mean, listen, I think I think Dom Reyes is, is still on the rise. I think he's a guy that's going to be there soon. Um, of course, every, you know, everybody's high on Johnny Walker. He's got to get healed up and get his shoulder, shoulder all sorted out. Um Corey Anderson is saying, "Dude, you better give me my damn chance." You know, I've I've been there. I've been deserving. So I mean, I think there are, there's still a handful of people that can still yeah. challenge for things, and and I think I think it is that's what you have to do. Is right now you have to keep, you know, Gustafson and Smith. You got to keep them away from those people. So um, from from that aspect, I don't I don't hate the matchup as much as at first I did. So listen, you touched on a couple things there uh, with Alex. You know, knowing that the first time uh, the, the the second fight with John Jones didn't go as well as the first, and nobody's been clamoring for that. So uh, I did get a chance to to, to talk to Alexander Gustafson about it, and uh, I, I mean I, I like his attitude about this fight. I really do. I was I was worried at first. I thought maybe you know just the way he looked after that last fight, almost just like shell shot, confused, frustrated, didn't really know what yeah. his next move was. And I wondered if it was a situation where the only reason he was back in this fight was the chance to fight in Stockholm. You know what I mean? And, and is that the only reason? Like, I don't want to say you got forced into it, but uh, you know, did you really want to be here? And, and uh, it sounded like you did. So uh, here was my conversation from uh, earlier this week with uh, Alexander Gustin. Alex, how you doing, sir? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Let's talk about uh, the, the last fight just for a minute, Alex. You were so polite and such a good sport about everything that happened, but you know, now a few months later, in retrospect, I mean, can you admit that that was a pretty pretty rough situation for you to be in? Yeah, well, it, it was, of course. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It, it was a really tough uh, situation for 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 me and the team, and you know, we put in so much work in it, and, and then we end up. And up short, and, and uh, yeah, for the second time. So it, it was, it was hard. It was hard, but uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, well, and I don't mean so much the result. I just mean everything that you had to deal with with the with the whole thing. I mean, you took it in stride, but I, I gotta imagine. I mean, that 
That was hard for you. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. I was, um, you know, I came here to fight, and you know, if I'm fighting in Vegas or in LA, or it doesn't it doesn't matter when it comes down to it. You know, I was I was ready to fight. I was ready for John, and, and uh, you know, no excuses, but really, it's just end up short this time. So yeah, it is what it is. No doubt. Well, you're always a professional. Let me ask you about this fight. I mean, would you, if this fight wasn't happening in Sweden, do you, do you think you'd still be fighting now? Or was it, you know, obviously the chance to fight at home that, that got you back into the cage? <laughs> no, we were, no, we will be fighting for sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really, really excited to, to, to be home, to be able to fight at home here in Stockholm and at the Globe. It's, uh, it's always an experience. It's always amazing to, to have the fans behind you and feel the crowd when you're coming in there. So, uh, but you know, wherever, wherever we will be, we end up. I will, I will, I will, I will end up fighting uh, Anthony Smith for sure. Um, you know, he's he's on he's on he's on the list, and uh, and it's just now we you know we're gonna cross roads. Uh, if if not on Saturday, we will probably cross roads another day. So it's just meant to be. Yeah, no doubt. I wanted to ask you about fighting in Sweden. I mean, you're such a star there. It is so amazing when, when you fight there, just the energy and the love that you get. But I wonder what that moment is like for you. I mean, is it is it fun to, to have all that, you know, or is it a little a little scary, a little nerve-wracking? I mean, you know, the, all those people kind of have their, their hopes and dreams and their expectations on you. <coughs> no, I love it, man. I love it. I think it's, <laughs> it's a highlight. Every time they... You see, come to Stockholm and here to Sweden to <clears throat> to have a show. It's always an highlight in my career for sure. It's uh, it's just an amazing feeling to step in and and have fun. Basically, I don't I don't feel I feel calm. I don't feel nervous at all. I feel really calm and, and, and ready for the task. I think Anthony Smith is he's a he's a great guy and he's a he's a t- really tough opponent. He comes with a lot of heat. He throws hard. He throws really hard and he comes fast. So you have to be ready. It's a it's a challenge for me and I'm ready for it. Yeah, you're very respectful, Anthony. I wonder, I mean, of course, he, he just fought for a title as well, but were you watching his rise up the ranks? It was pretty quick. Were you, were you keeping an eye on him? Is he somebody that you that you saw coming up that you thought you'd cross paths one day? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've seen him. and He's been looking good. He, he looked he looked really good to, to, to fight John. And, uh, and in that fight, he was just amazing totally different fighter uh, but he's been going through the division hard and been finishing some, some legends in the sport and uh, no he's uh, he's a guy to to be ready for and I'm, I'm more than ready you've, you've obviously fought the, the absolute best in the world I mean you've been at the top of the division for a long time so when you see him is there anything in particular I mean is there one thing he does that has you a little nervous or a little concerned I mean is there anything special about <coughs> him uh, compared to the, the, the quality of people that you faced well, he he rushes he rushes you. He comes hard, you know. He got some power in his hands, and uh, he, he he has a lot of experience in in in, in the cage. He, he he knows what he's doing. He's, he's not stressing at all. He I've seen him in really bad position positions in the in, in the fight, and he just does. It looks like he doesn't care. He just don't stress, and and you know, and that's also a really good uh, quality to have because he saves himself. You know. It's a guy you, you think you you think you're close to finish the guy and you you go all in and, and he's still there he's still mm-hmm. there <laughs> so he's, he's a tough guy to to, to you know to finish and and, and uh, so but you know I, I see I see him get tired in the fight he gets tired and, and uh, he gets sloppy so so 
and I got I got my weapons ready for him, and they are loaded and ready to ready to fire. So I'm I'm here and can't wait. I dig it. I dig it. What's what's the motivation for you right now, Alex? I mean, you know, getting a third title fight is kind of tough sometimes in the UFC. I mean, do, do you oh still, yeah, 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 do, yeah, do, yeah, no. Do you still think about the title or or what drives you? No, 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 no. I don't even thinking about John or the Tyler or any of that anymore. It's been too much, in, too much and too long in my head. Mm. I just don't really care anymore. I just take one fight at a time uh, and just, just you know, get, get back to it. So you know, I want, I want to stack up my wins again. I want, I want to beat the best guys. Of course, I want, to, I want, I want to beat the, the top guys too. But you know, I tried, and, and I'm just like, you know. I'm, I have to go back to where I started uh, and, and, and take one for a time, try to be a better fighter, be a be a better competitor and, and, and take it from there, take one for a time and and win every fight and stack them up and, and then let's see what the future brings. I just, my motivation right now is to support my family and and, and have fun doing what I what I love to do uh, is is that almost more freeing, like more fun, like less, you know, not not have to worry and stress yeah. out. <clears throat> no, exactly. It's much. I think I think it's that's more mine, mine type of. Uh, it's more me, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just want to, you know, when I started this this career, I just I just came like a wrecking machine. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about the title. I didn't care about where it was in front of me. I didn't care about where I was fighting or. How many fights I had a year? I just I just went went all in, and that's where I'm getting back to. I'm starting with Anthony Smith here in the Globe. That's awesome. So really, you think that'll probably you, it'll probably translate to what we see in the cage? I mean, you feeling a little more free? You feeling a little more comfortable? It, it'll probably translate to what we yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I feel super calm, super relaxed. Uh, I got a great flow going on go, going now in, in, in my training. Uh, my conditioning's on top. I just feeling, just feeling so relaxed, and I'm ready for it. This is my reward. I don't care about, you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't care about anything else. It's just go just to to be able to to be in that out there, fighting the guy now in front of me. Just that is a reward for me, and just having fun doing it with a smile on my face. Fantastic. Well, I think it's going to be a fun fight. I know we're all looking forward to it. When you when you play it out, how do you think it plays? Are, are we going to see something, you know, quick and crazy, or do you think we're going to see something drawn out? What, what, what kind of what kind of fight are we going to see? No, let's see what happens. I just want to make sure I win every fucking round there is. I'm just just put a beating on him. You know, I'm. You know, it, it could it could have it, could, uh, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. You know, I, as long as I'm winning, that's the most important thing. But I I see myself there. In the later rounds, he get he gets tired, he gets slopped, and I see myself see an opening in the later rounds, and I'll take it. Awesome, Alex. Well, you I'm sound take it. you sound good, man. You sound really good. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that was Alexander Gustin. So. Uh, Cole Carvey's things that stand out to me there, man. Number one, the guy just sounds he sounds relaxed. He sounds he sounds happy, man. I think that f- for him to say, you know, you know, listen, I mean, I didn't mean to be rude by saying like, hey, obviously you know you're not fighting for a title shot, so what does it mean? But I, I don't know for him to just say, dude, I don't have to deal with that anymore. I'm not thinking about number one contender shots. I'm not thinking about titles. I'm not thinking about none of that. I'm just having fun. I love fighting in Stockholm. I love the feeling. I love the energy. I, I'm going back 
to who I was, to what I was. To me, that's that's encouraging. And, and the more I think about it, that really does fit his personality a lot, man. You know, he's not a he's not a trash talker, rivalry kind of guy. And, 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 you know, maybe he's never going to be champion unless John Jones goes up to heavyweight or something like that. I don't mean that as any disrespect. I just don't think I'd pick anybody against John Jones in the light heavyweight division. But maybe that's not the worst thing for him, man. You know, to to fight in some big fights, especially over in Europe. He loves fighting in Stockholm. And I don't know, he just sounds so much more relaxed than I think of the way he was ahead of the Jones fights in particular. You're right. And I, I think, uh, you never know. I think there could be something that's said about maybe that past performance and maybe the the stress and everything that he put on himself and let alone everything else that maybe he thinks that that might be what affected his performance. Yep. You know, there were things outside of the fight. And I think by getting back to, one, being able to fight uh, at home and then be able to just sort of know that there's no extra pressure. I mean, he's still carrying the pressure of a main event, but it's not a main event going for the title. Right. You know, it's not a rematch against a guy that you – you know, some people think that you beat, you know, you're not carrying all this extra shit. For, so for him to just be able to get back and get to fighting, is probably he's probably feeling like he's fighting with, without, you know, uh, the weight of the world on yeah, his shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably that... a lot of fun for him. And just to know that, and I think there's probably something in, in, in being said that this is the guy that last performed against Jones. So he has that fight in his head. So he probably wants to get in there put on a better performance so he can show that, hey, he's still there at the top, but to not have to have all that extra stuff on him, it's probably a lot of fun for him. I think it's a great thing, and, man. So uh, I think I, it feels like, to me, and again, it's weird, you know, like when I talk about like, uh, you know, being with BJ Penn and he gets you believing in, you know what I mean? It's always right. weird to put too much stock into how somebody's feeling, you know what I mean? But right. I don't know, I just, I, I got a good energy from, from Alexander Gustin there and I wasn't sure that it was going to be there, so uh, I dig it. Listen, I should say, because I don't say it enough, if you like what you're hearing, take a second. Log into iTunes. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars mm. if you can. We'd appreciate it. Leave us some feedback. I love reading the comments, and we haven't had any in a while. And I realize it's because I never tell anybody anymore to do it. But I like <laughs> reading the comments. It's fun. I feel like it's interacting. And it helps more people find the show. So That's it. It's the algorithm. When you get those ratings and you mm. get those reviews, it Putting feeds the algorithm. Putting out terms. <laughs> Just think about it. Just to jump back to Gus, because – what do you think? I mean, because it's funny because, you know. We Gus look, is going to jump into iTunes and leave us a solid rating. He, he should because okay, I'm going to tell him what he could be uh, doing okay. as well. Is uh, uh, I think I think Gus, as much as I like this gentleman about to say, I think Gus would wreck Bader. Ooh. And uh, Bader, while I think is such an impressive guy with what he's able to do with his wrestling and his ground game, you you mentioned you wonder what's next for Alex. Where where could he oh, go? I, I mean, if here. if leaving at the top of the game of where he's at, and and if uh, Gus moved over to say to like uh, Bellator, right? I wouldn't go to one because one's gonna throw you against some serious ass <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> we see how one treats. <laughs> we you. see how one treats you. <laughs> but uh, I think that would be a fun matchup that nobody's thought about any time because you never had to really think about it because Bader's been gone for a while, you right. know. But um, he could legit go over to Bellator and make a huge impact right from day one. Um, and 
I don't know. Just That's something to think about. It is me because if if you if you know you're not going to beat John and and you know you're not worried about nobody's going to beat John. Nobody's going to beat John. Not I, not for right now. And I don't think you. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's not the right way to look at it. Maybe because we know that the type of confidence and self belief that you have. So you, it can't be. Well, I know I'll never beat him. I think it'd be more like, well, I know they're never going to give me that fight again because we've already had it twice, right? And you, you don't get. It's going to be a minute. Yeah, you don't get third title shots. So. And maybe the you know fighting the the Dominic Reyes of the world doesn't excite you. Fighting the Johnny Walkers of the world doesn't excite you because you're like, hey, I've already put my skins on the wall. They're still right. coming up in the game. Then yeah, going over there and making a nice little paycheck. Get some paycheck. The, the, and the, the strength of schedule is a little bit easier. I mean, now Ryan Bader's he probably no, he could probably have a title shot within two fights. Absolutely. You know, Do you, he could he could walk into one. He could probably walk into one if they if they did it. But I would imagine they'll probably throw him against Give one, him one fight. Yeah, you know. Who, he, but I could see him coming in immediately and fighting like McGeary or Davis. Oh, absolutely. You know, straight from the get go. And uh, I don't know. That it's might be. I think that just when it gets to a certain point where it's tough, you know, and we see how the UFC. I mean, like right now the UFC has a need for Alex because he's at the top of the division, but they need him for Sweden. Right. Once his card's done, you've seen them make questionable decisions and letting guys go for some whatever reason. What if they just reach at a point where they're like, Jones isn't going anywhere right now. You know, we can't give Gus the top. If he's not happy fighting so-and-so and so-and-so, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not that I'm trying idea. to ride him out of the organization or whatever, but uh, just looking at opportunities, dude. He could go over and fucking wreck shit in Bellator and would make money, and he could probably have his hands on the belt uh, sooner rather than later. It's not a bad idea, and it's fine. Fucking Bader's got belts out of his ass. You know, he could just. <laughs> you want this light heavy? Take like, it. Ah, that's Take He's it. Like, I'm just gonna chill it heavyweight right I got now. Belts everywhere, dog. I got all more belts. I got I know so many belts. With. They're gonna make another division. They're gonna make super heavy well, and Bader's gonna get that one uh, too. That's funny. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the man on the other side of the cage. It will be Anthony Smith, of course, a guy that we've always been high on. Of told the story many times of, of meeting him early in his career when he had a losing record. <laughs> if there was a week called Anthony Smith, we would have done smoked it already. Telling you, dog. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. He's a great dude. But he was another one that I was a little worried about, right? I mean, he kept talking about, yeah. I need time off, I need time off, I need time off, and now he's right back in here. And again, a fight that I didn't really understand at first, uh, but now I'm, I've kind of come to grips with it and come to terms with it a little bit. So I had a chance to speak to Anthony Smith as well, and um, – yeah, I thought this was a good conversation as well. I feel a lot better after this, about this fight after talking to both men. Uh, here's what Lionheart had to say. Anthony, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. It's good to talk to you again. How's, how's Sweden treating you so far? Oh, it's not bad, man. It's not bad at all. Uh, it's a pretty cool city. You ever been here? Yeah, man. This is the, I had to miss this one, but I've been there a couple times. I actually really like it a lot, man. I feel like the people are really cool there. It's it's I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's been cool, man. If, uh, we had lunch earlier. The food was good, and... Kind of went down a little city center area earlier and walked around, man. Uh, just, uh, I don't know, like the, the culture's cool, you know, the, the small little shops and the small streets with the bricks. It's cool. No question about it. Pe- people being okay to you? Do they, do they recognize who you are? Do they know you're going up against their guy? Yeah, man, it's a, it's a little bit different, though. You know, in Brazil, people are screaming and hollering at you. <laughs> uh, Telling you you're gonna die, and here in Sweden they're asking you politely not to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. Well, t- let me ask you, man. Why are you fighting again right now, man? I-, I thought you, I thought you wanted some time off. I thought you wanted to to take a little time to rest. W- what are you doing back in there so quick, man? Man, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know, I just, I gotta, I gotta shake this feeling, man. I, I you know, when you hear fighters talk, I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't know, but amongst each other we talk about 
you know, when you're leading up to a fight and, and you get that fire in your stomach and you're, you're just real short with people and you're irritable and, and, and by the time the fight gets there, you get to go in there and you get to let it out, you know? Right. And, uh, I didn't get, I didn't get to let it out. You know, I've, I've been walking around with that fire in my stomach ever since the fight. So, um, I just want to. I, I want, I, God damn, I want to break, man. I want to break so bad, but I can't do it coming off of that performance. I can't. I, I, I'll never, I'll never rest, you know? Yeah. I, I'll, that's all I'll think about. So, uh, I, I just got to get that, I got to get that off my back, you know? I, I, I just want to perform, you know? It, it sounds crazy, but I just want to punch something. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just, I just need to hit, I just need to hit somebody. And I just, I'm going to, that's all I want to do. You know, I haven't even thought about, I haven't thought about winning. I haven't thought about losing. I haven't thought about the title. I haven't thought about the implications or where they're going to put me in the rankings. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I just want to go in there and just let it all out. You know, I, I just got all this, I don't even know what to call it. Like this just burning, burning feeling of just needing, needing to just destroy something, you know, and, and I've had to hold it in and I was for whatever reason, I just wasn't able to let it out in, in John fight. And I, I just can't rest like that. You know, it's interesting because you said, I mean, it was it was weird watching that night, man. It's like it just wasn't you, man. And I, and I just wonder, I mean, I, you, you were frustrated afterwards and it was obvious. I mean, but but when you had time to, to, to kind of soak it all in or whatever, I mean, what lessons did you take out of it? Were you able to figure what the hell happened that night? Um, no, you know, man, I don't want to make excuses. You know, like I got a pretty good idea, but, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't want to make excuses. I'm not going to be that guy. You right. know what I mean? It's. I don't want to be, you know, Alex is, I'm not going to make any excuses, but it's, it was this, 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 and this, you know, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be that guy, but I think I got a pretty good, pretty good read on it. Um, and I, it's just not going to happen again. You know, it, it's just not, it, I can't let it happen again. I'd rather, I, I'd rather go out on my sword than let that happen again. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, was it physical? And, and, and physical, I do, mental? I, what? Oh, I was more physical. Yeah. Was more physical. Yeah. I, I mean, I was dealing with some shit, you right. know, and and we all do, but um, it's just it's just part of the game, you know. And and I took care of a lot of stuff that needed to be taken care of, and and I'm feeling physically better than I felt for the last five years, probably. You know, it's just. It's good. I don't know, man. I don't know. It was a shitty deal, though. Yeah, understandable. So let me ask you this. I mean, as far as this fight goes, I mean, Alex, of course, he's been around forever, man. He's well-respected. He's He's been, you know, one of the top guys forever. I mean, does does he represent anything to you, or is this more just about, I got to get back in there, and it really doesn't matter who the hell's on the other side of the cage? That's 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 it, man. You know, obviously, I like the fight. You know, I, I he's a big name. <clears throat> he's the, the, the top dude you can get. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, so that's, that's not a, that's not a terrible bonus. Uh, but I, I, I just don't, I don't care who it is. I just want to fight. Uh, had this been earlier in my career, I've been doing it on some bullshit regional show for, for no money at all. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Uh, just to, just to get it out. But, uh, you know, fortunately I'm, I'm not on the regional scene and <laughs> you know, the, the paychecks aren't terrible and, and, and the stage is, is big and the, and the, you know, the, the bonus that I'll get from it is, is great, but I just I just need to get in there. That's it, man. I I I know it's probably a hundred guys say this, but like, I'm just I'm telling you the truth, man. I haven't thought about about Alex specifically almost at all, right? Because this one this one's about me, you know. Like, I, you know, if you if you really listen to the to the build up to the John fight, it was about you know the title and 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 just 
God damn, I just want it so fucking bad, you know? And it, it was about making my family proud and, and, and making their sacrifice worth it and making it worth it for my kids. So, you know, when they look back, you know, it was worth it for them and, and, and whatever, you know what I mean? It was about so many other things. It was just, there was so much going on and it was, I just wanted everyone to be so happy, you know? Uh, which was why it hurt so bad when it, when I lost, because I felt like I, I felt like I lost it and I blew it for everyone. But honestly, man, like, of course, everything I do is for my family, but, but this one's, this one's for me, Yeah, you know, because I don't, I don't need to fight. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need the money. I, I'm in the top five. I'm, I, I could just sit and let the the division develop and see what happens and come back when I feel like it. Right. Uh, but that's just, that's, I can't, I can't, I can't just sit with this, with this burning feeling and the, and the feeling of, of the John fight, I got to shake it. And, and there's only one way to do that. And it's just to go in there and, and do what I do. Like the, there's no game plan, you know, like I, everyone wanted to talk about game plans. And I said, listen, there's no fucking game plan. I'm done with this game plan. Bullshit. It's not how my brain works. You know, we, we talked about it and, and, and honestly, the, the deeper we get into game plans, the worse I fight. Right. Uh, I, I do better when I just react and I just do what feels right. And, you know, I'm not an idiot. So I, I obviously am aware of where Alex is good and I'm aware of where his holes are at. And, and there's, you know, there's, it's just how the fight game is. You got to avoid some stuff and you got to try to navigate your way into other stuff. But, uh, as far as a black and white game plan, you need to do this and go here. And when he does this, you do this, fuck all that. I'm done with it. I'm just going to react. And, and, and most of the time my, my instincts are, are right. Yeah. Did anybody did anybody advise you against jumping in here? I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying. I, I get it, man. It's for you, and you gotta you gotta get that. But did anybody say, you know, Anthony, you're talking about, you know, again fighting this top guy, doing it in his backyard. You got to travel. I mean, did anybody in your camp say, you know, maybe we should take something a little easier. Maybe we should try to find something that suits us a little better. No, no, not at all. Uh, I think everyone, I think everyone's seen what I feel. Right. You know, I think everyone kind of seen where I was at. And and it just wasn't in a good place. And and there's only one way for Anthony Smith to shake that. That's it. There's only one way to get out of it. And 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 that's just to go, to, you know, just punch something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm gonna hit Alex where I can hit him. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch what I can punch. I'm gonna kick what I can kick. And if he gets too close, I'll drag him to the ground. And and if he gets back up, I'll do it again. You know, that's just that's just my style. You know, and I did a lot of I don't want to say soul searching because that sounds kind of silly, but I did a lot of sitting around and, and really trying to figure out who I am, you know. Uh, and I and I think that that I think that the John fight helped me. Honestly, it just forced me to have to do that, you know. Like I I think that when you finally are honest with yourself about who you are as a person and who you are as a fighter, I think you it's, I, I think you grow, you know. So of course, I'm, uh, everyone wants to be the the. I don't know, the TJ Dillashaw of their division is super clean striking, never makes any bad decisions. Everything's really, really pretty. But that's just not me. Right. You know, that's not what got me here. You know, I ca- so it's almost like in the last two fights, with the even the Vulcan fight, like we, we you know, we, you know, it's like you, the competition gets harder and, and so you think you need to have a more intensive game plan and you you got to be the, the super clean striker. It's not that I don't have the ability to do that stuff. I wanted to, if I wanted to go in there and just be – like I, I have the the technique and the ability. I can be a clean striker and be the the really pretty fighter when I want to be. But when I'm in there, that means I'm thinking. If I'm doing that, it means I'm thinking because in my in my heart, like deep down, who I am, that's not me. Yep. So I'm forcing it, you know. 
and, and if I'm thinking about it, then I'm always going to be a second behind. And I'm always going to, you know, like question myself or, or wonder if that's the right decision. If I just go in there and just do what I do, I make shit ugly. And, and I put pressure on people mentally and physically. And I, I, I keep coming forward and, and, and my power never fades. And, and I just don't give a shit. You know, I just do what I do and I come forward and I, and I just pressure people. And, and I kind of got away from that because it's like you think that as you get stiffer opponents that you have to change something, you know, and, and I think that changed what got me to the dance. And I think I just needed to, to get back to evolving and getting better at what I already do. That's awesome, man. Well, it sounds like you're in a good place, man. Hopefully this brings the uh, the peace that you're looking for. What, what, what do you do with the win? I mean, do you do you take that time off that you really want to take or are you just addicted to this game? Because, I mean, a win, I got to think they're, no, they're throwing man. you back in. No, man, I promised uh I promised my kids and I promised my fiance that that uh that this is it. What whatever happens happens and uh I'll take off all the all the nice weather months. So I'll I'll think about <laughs> I'll think about fighting again, you know, in the in the winter time, the first of the year or something, but uh it's 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 very clear to everybody that I need a break, but I wasn't gonna get it the way that I wasn't gonna get it this way, yep. you know. And uh, I think that that was clear to everyone, so I think everyone's good with it. But uh, I made a promise, and, and I always talk about making, a, you know, like taking a break, and and I need the time off. But I've never asked the UFC for it. You know what I mean? I've never, like, I've said it out loud. I've said it in the media. But by the time I would come around to to say, you know, asking the UFC, like, hey, I'm gonna take a break, <laughs> they've already called for a fight. So uh, they already know. They already know. If they call, I'll change my number. I swear to God. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. All so, right, man. And I, and I and I and I don't want to break any promises to my kids. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I made that promise. Uh, everybody gets the summer off. My fiance graduated college. My kids are out of school the day before I fight. Uh, we got a long we got a long summer planned. That's awesome, man. All right, brother. Well, I, I know you got a busy day. I appreciate you taking the time. Sorry, I can't be there, but definitely be watching, man. Awesome, man. You take care of yourself. All right, talk to you soon, bro. All right, that was Anthony Smith. And uh, all right, a couple things that I really took out of this. Number one, um, I understand his frustration, man. That, that, you know, again, I was a little worried. You know, he kept ta- about talking about the need to take time off, and he's jumping back in here. Um, and, and I wondered, you know, where's his head at? Where's his body at? But man, to hear his frustration and to know that that he's like, listen, I I would not rest. I would not feel right because I was so upset about the way things went with John Jones that I got to get in there and I got to hit somebody, you know. And, and and I love what he said, you know, this is for me, you know. It's not not for my family, not for you know everybody. I want I wanted that last one for everybody else. This is for me. I got to get in there and do it. Um and I don't know, it it, it put me a little bit more at ease because I thought maybe they were kind of rushing the guy back in or, uh, you know, pressuring him back into being in a situation he didn't want to be in. But it sounds to me like, no, he's all in, and uh, and this is a fight that, that uh, not only does he, you know, need, but he just really, really wants it. Yeah. When have we ever heard a fighter not, like, want to get right back in? You know, it's like if you leave it up to a fighter, they'll fight as often as they possibly can, even yeah. when you really should hold them back. But it's good that he wants to get back in, and, and, and I, I can totally see that. I mean, you could, you could tell by the end of that fight, uh, he realized he gave all that he could, but I think there were points where we probably questioned, could I have done something a little bit better? And maybe it put doubts, and the best way to erase those doubts is to just get back in there and against a guy like, like just like we said when we flipped it before, 
the the a guy that's fought Jones and he fought Joe twice, but also a guy that gave John his money. So he probably wants to, you know, see where he gauges himself in that point. But also too, I think just to, yeah, probably get that that L off their mind. And we hear that over and over again from fighters. You know, I yep. just want to get back in there. I want to get that get that loss off my mind. I want to get my hand raised. You know, I want to get that second part of the paycheck back. And, uh, you know, it didn't seem like he was hurt that bad after the right. the last one. You know, there wasn't wasn't any glaring, you know, dangling arm or something, you know, like he looked <laughs> like he was still okay. So, uh, yeah, if he feels good and if he feels this is something he wants to do, you know, uh, and I, I'm all for a, a fighter getting back in there and, and getting that off. So, yeah, I mean, if, he, if his head's right. And his body's right. Why not? I dig it. And then he says he's gonna. Uh, then he said he's gonna take some time off. So uh, it is interesting. This card. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next fight booking comes. We'll see. Uh, yeah. No. This is a, a a good card at the top of the uh, uh, top of the bill. Especially, I like it. I mean, when you've got your top three fights all in one division, that's pretty interesting to me because it means you're going to get some movement in that division, right? So, I mean, uh, Alexander Gustin versus Anthony Smith, Iller Latifi versus Volkan Uzdemir, Jimmy Manuel versus Alexander Rakic. Uh, you've got a lot of ranked light heavyweights in action right there, and so you're going to get some movement. And I, and I, I like that. You know, it's kind of a... Uh, I don't know, to give a nod to the PFL, I guess, where, like, every time, you know, it's the whole weight class competes. So it feels like it feels like all the fights are intertwined together a little bit. You know, that's one thing I've really liked about the, the, the PFL season is that, like I said before, you know, it's it, the, the, the whole division changes it on a night, and, like, the, and the bouts feel like they're tied together some way, like they have some kind of meaning, whereas, you know, when it's just a fight in every weight class, it's, you know, okay, it's cool, it's a good, good night of entertainment, but you don't necessarily learn a lot at one time. And with this one, uh, at 205 especially, man, we're, we're going to find out a lot. Um, and then even all the way down there with Devin Clark and, and Darko Stasic on the, on, the, uh, on the prelims as well, so quite a bit of action at light heavyweight. Uh, it's definitely a, a top-heavy card here in terms of, like, big, big names. Uh, that light heavyweight division is what it is at. But uh, Makwan Amir Khani is coming back against Fris, Fris, Chris Fishgold. Uh, and if you saw their uh, their stare down earlier today, of course, Maquan. Yeah. Maquan is used to being in some entertaining stare down. Sometimes I don't even know if he doesn't. I don't even but know. He if didn't he, initiate that. He pushed. He did push. But but uh, Fishgold's one that put his forehead into him. That is a good point. From, the, from what the angle that I saw, Fishgold. That's on him. See, that is a good point because I was going to say, like, yeah. sometimes I feel like my, with my Quan, I don't even know if he really doesn't like the other guy. He just knows that, like, I'm going to put on a show. Yeah. But you are right. Fishgold did kind of – he was the one that kind of initiated it. He initiated it. I mean, like, uh, I mean, my Quan, he put his head down, of course, you know, to get in the face. And it's one thing to, to go, but they touched heads. Like, Chris put his forehead it, and then you saw uh, the lean the lean into it. At that mm -hmm. point, then I think, yeah. Macklin just lost it. And was like, all right, well, he's not gonna you. let that happen. Yeah, because then at that point, it's like, okay, now you're, now you're trying to piss on my manhood, and then it, and then shit got real. And then it's funny. Then Dan's like, all right, can we can we still do this? <laughs> and security Steve's like, no, we're done, Dan. Uh, we're done. Thanks. <laughs> so good. And uh, I did notice on this card, uh, B. She's she's still she's at Fortis, right? Being lucky. Yeah. So we're all, we're always high on when Fortis gets her fighters in there. We kind of homer for those guys. Safe's always been a real good dude for us. So uh, I saw that, and uh, so I was happy to see her on the card as well. So um, that dude's getting some fucking airline miles, man. <laughs> he's like you. He, he's on, he's on the road now. All he's the time worse. Now. Did you see? By the way, if you're a big fan of Say So, uh, and you mentioned Brendan Fitzgerald, uh, Brendan Fitzgerald earlier, he's doing a podcast now. Brendan Fitzgerald is, mm -hmm. and he basically does like just one long form. 
uh, interview with a fighter or, or whatever, but he had Safe on as like uh, episode number three or four or something oh, like that. Cool. And uh, yeah, man, she uh, uh, Safe did it to the great one. Is she at Fortis, by the way? Yeah, I mean, she's been there. I mean, I'm not sure if she was just swinging in there or whatever. But yeah, if you even look at like, uh, I pulled up her Instagram and as recently, second guessing myself. As of when was this post? This post is from May 14th. Yeah, it's got her. Here working uh, in the mitts. Dig it. Florida, so. I didn't know she she just stayed out there. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure if it was just, but that's uh, not too long ago. I mean, maybe it was just a short-term little thing, but. Uh, it's funny because I'm really interested in that fight because, I mean, it's 1-0 and versus 3-0 and in their careers, and they're in the UFC. You know, that's uh, that's pretty crazy to be the, in, in the UFC that early in, in your professional career. Yeah, well, she got a lot of exposure from mm-hmm. the, you know, that the, the tough – Definitely. What was it? The tough heavyweight slash whatever smashers. Heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. That's what it was. Tough heavy hitters. How does that? How does that not stick out in your in your brain? <laughs> I mean, just as the highlight of your whole day. I know, right? I mean, so yeah. It's, I mean, interesting. I mean, I think plus two. I mean, I'm glad that they're 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 giving a shot because she was one of the ones I remember saw, and I was like, okay, not bad to look at, but she has decent size. That if 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 her striking and if her her uh, skills matched up to her size, that could be a formidable. Uh, person, so and now that once she I saw that she did uh, some work with Florida, so I was like, all right, got to keep her around, got to keep her around. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with her, um, if in fact that is a long term uh, relationship with that gym. So uh, he's he's trained some killers, so it'll be interesting to see what they what he can do with her. But uh, uh, yeah, he's a good dude, man. He puts yeah. together some. Uh, well, and like I said, if you're interested. Uh, check out this this podcast with Brendan Fitzgerald, man. It, yeah, he has a really out. good kind of long form sit down with Safe. So uh, I, I like Brendan, man. He's a Vegas guy too. I need to hang out with him more often, man. I, I'd like to pick his brain a little bit. He's a good dude. Uh, all right, listen. Um, we're not on the road, so <laughs> but we'll be on the road next week. Next week, uh, I did want to say though, uh, where are we staying? We got like an Airbnb? Uh, no, we're at the host hotel. Right, at the host? Yeah, okay. make make life nice and easy. Uh, it is it is official. We mentioned it last week. There was going to be some continued movement on the MMA Junkie team. It is official. Oh. Simon Head, longtime contributor from the UK, is officially uh, joined our team. The the contract, for what I understand, has been executed, so we can talk about it now. Um, the Duke. I'm calling him the Duke. The Duke. Du- the, Duke. the Duke of Rochester. Because we now have two Simons. Yeah, two Simons. I'm calling him Duke from now on, so you can help me uh, – you can help me work that one in. I'm just going to call him Duke. Just Duke? Just Duke. I mean, I'll just put that on the <laughs> schedule. Duke, everybody will figure it out. Uh, yeah, so he's joining our team. So he's going to start uh, next, I want to say Thursday is his uh, first day. So Yeah, surprised when he said something on his Twitter when I was like, were you supposed to say that already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the contract's all been signed. So, uh, again, I've been told I can't make announcements, but there are more changes coming. Um, there are uh, – I'll just say it. There's some people leaving, not ourselves. We are sticking around. We are we are with MMA Junkie, but mm-hmm. there are a couple mm-hmm. folks stepping away from our team. Um, but I can tell you that we are in discussions with other folks as well. So there will be more changes uh, on Simon. Uh, if if things work out the way that uh, they're supposed to, um, we'll have some some potential more additions to to announce uh, with Simon Head. So. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Hate to see change, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. the folks that are making moves, they're going on to uh, different opportunities, and and uh, certainly uh, appreciate the contributions that they made to the team so far, and wish them well in their new ventures. But life goes on here at Junkie as well, and I'm happy about the people that were uh, that we're talking about bringing them on board. Yeah, 
I only know Simon, so that's good. I like I like uh, <laughs> bringing uh, bringing the Duke on board. Uh, he's always a, a fun person, so it'd be good to I'll, work him I'll, back I'll, in. I'll tip you off off the air. Okay, just, sounds just good. It's off record, so don't tell anybody. I did see uh, Simon was going to be over here for International Fight Week. So. Uh, Simon's – oh, Simon Head. Yeah, actually, Simon, Simon Head's going to be here. So that's great. Actually, uh, so we'll have to bring him Sa- on. Simon's uh, going to be here, yeah, so he'll be part of it. He was already coming anyway. He's actually going to crash at my house. He was going to do it on his own uh, dime. Um, but, uh, but he wanted to come over anyway. But now he's part of the team, so we'll have some additional coverage on International Fight Week. Yeah, uh, our buddy Abby Saban will actually be here as well. Now, he's going to be on vacation. vacation. Yeah, he's not, we like, won't we, be able to use him. Let's not make him work. No, no, no. <laughs> and he's bringing his girl too, so it's not like, hey, man, just – Tell your girl to kick, kick rocks I'm for a second. Like, like her and Agent H can kick it. We're going to have you on camera. Yeah, no, no, no. Abby's, we're going to let him hang out. He's coming over strictly for vacation. But we will have a, a pretty big team. Um, and, in fact, I don't know if it will happen or not, but Simon Simano is actually – I think Mike Bond had mentioned maybe flying in on his own dime to just come down here and go see his dad or something. So, if that happens, then uh, – Oh, his dad's in Vegas? Uh, SoCal. <laughs> then uh, Dave Doyle and uh, and Simon Simon might so we might have a big wow, junkie gather. Yeah. yeah, I already told him I was like, dude, we can't get everybody credentials. Like they'll 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 <laughs> they'll shoot us if we have to have any credentials. But yeah, we have that. And maybe uh, I'll just take the week off. We will put Abby on. I'll hang out with this girl <laughs> and my girl. Wow. Abby can work the event. Did you just say I'll put her to work and hang out with this girl? Yeah. Why not? Wow. You know she's coming over here for vacation. You know that is aggressive, sir. Well, hey, you know I'm just. Trying to help the team and get credentials for people that want wow. them. Wow. So, you know. That is quite aggressive, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, changes afloat, but I think they're they're going to be uh, uh, good for us in the long run. I'm, I'm excited about bringing in some some new talent and uh, and, and having some new members of the team. So, it's that always. Should be fun. So I'm excited. Fight Week should be fun. Yeah, Fight, fight Week will be good. should be pretty fun. Uh, and uh, actually, Simon. Normally, that's a crazy bullshit fight week because they're only doing one. There's fight only doing one event. Yeah, international. Not fight two week. fight weeks. Not three. Three. Fights. That was absolutely oh, balls when, to the when wall. they would do crazy. three. Like when they, when there would be like morning weigh-ins, media day, afternoon weigh-ins, fight yeah. all in one day. It yeah. was like you have got to be kidding me, like, dude. I fucking hate you. Kill me now. <laughs> Kill me now. I love MMA, and I don't I don't like the uh, – there's too much MMA argument. I For me, the more MMA, the better. It's the more opportunities. It's more more places for people to fight. Like my boy Justin Janes over at Extreme Couture, my kid's uh, mm-hmm. wrestling coach, picked up a win at Warrior Wednesday 3 oh, last night on USC cool. Fight Pass. So I love seeing people get opportunities like that. Uh, but, yeah, not when they're all in one damn day. Yeah, that it's sucked. It's a little bit much. That sucked. So, no, that should, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that week. I dig it. All right, well, listen, i got to pack up. I'm going to go call the fights for Final Fight Championship tonight, me and Frank Mir. Uh, it's on tape delay on CBS Sports Network. Uh, unfortunately, that's still kind of a – like they just plug it in where they want to, so I can't tell you an exact time. Like it depends on the market. So if you want to try to find it, it's on CBS Sports. But uh, I can tell you that uh, we've been talking with the folks at Final Fight and uh, hopefully later this summer we'll start streaming the fights live. Very so if cool. anybody wants to just watch them, uh, you know, on on a Thursday night, get some pick up some fights on Thursday night. Uh, myself and Frank Mir calling them. It's, it's mixed cards, kind of fun to do MMA and then boxing and then kickboxing and all the stuff. So, yeah. So it's kind of cool. So anyway, so well, I got to go do that. Well, you got big things. I got big things too. You know, I eat so much Korean barbecue that tonight we're going to be in a commercial for the Korean barbecue <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> It's so it's, great. We get to be their token white people eating Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so I just get to come in and shoot while you're like that grilling out on the grill, thing, grilling and chilling. Yeah, I mean like uh, you get to have a few frosty beverages. We're gonna have some frosty beverages and, oh. and, and 
it's all paid for, whatever, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't have my SAG card, so I'm not going to get union rates, so I will get a free dinner and some drinks out of it. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'll be doing later on this evening. So everybody has to look out for the uh, Sura commercial. Sura. <laughs> if you're in Vegas. No, please don't. If you're in Vegas. I should not have gave that name eye out for the Sura commercial because cold coffee yes. and Asian H are going to be chilling. I, I'm, going, I'm going to put my uh, – there will be no dialogue for as far as I know. No, they, oh, you're you not. Know. Have you been rehearsing I, your lines? I haven't been rehearsing Isn't any lines. Is this good, honey? This is the greatest barbecue ever. <laughs> it's like we're in Korea. <laughs> it's better than in Korea. <laughs> yeah, so I get to I get to use my uh, theater degree this evening. Jazz so, hands. yes, I'm gonna find a way to jazz hands the dinner somehow. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, that's not how you work the tongues, but I'm, but I'm jazz handing. <sighs> jazz hands. As you can see. We all have very, very important gigs booked important tonight. Lives. That's, important, that's important why we book. had to stick it to the 32-ounce pickle jar <laughs> and the Chick-fil-A cup. So hopefully you can put up with it. We're back on the road next week. Finally, the road show will be on the road. We'll get back to where it all began. Thanks for putting up with this this long while I was sitting at home. Thanks for listening.